Hello and welcome to another episode of In Retrospect, continuing with our quarantine edition, separated, as you can see, very far apart. Uh, I am joined today with uh, the lovely Josh Tackett, visual effects artist, uh, great singing voice. He edits sometimes, um, all around great, great guy. Uh, Hello there. And then we got uh, Mr. Adam V. Hill, editor extraordinaire, colorist, cinematographer, uh, jack of all trades, master of all. Oh, yeah. That's nice Ooh, of you. Wow, that was a nice flip. That was a good trip. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I know, right? And then uh, last but certainly not least, Nathan Groves, uh, executive producer, post-production manager, operations director, <laughs> everything. Going. Keep going. <laughs> He's got everything. Does he have Snickers on his desk? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This uh, episode is brought to you by a great value. Great Disinfected value. wipes. We love Walmart. They're our neighbors. And uh, also Snickers because sometimes you just need to pick me up during this time. <laughs> Especially during this time. And uh, today we are we are kind of talking about um, how we're operating our post-production team. Uh, it's definitely a little different. We, you know, we have a, a server tech. How big is our, our server in-house? I want to say with the RAID, we have 96 terabytes of space. So 96 terabytes of space, that's probably maybe about half full right now and how we have had to shift and maneuver everything on that um, to work for off-site um, editors. I mean, we've got everybody is off-site uh, except for I think one or two people and they're editing and pulling along with projects and making progress. Um, and, you know, Nathan, you're as post-production director, you're kind of over all that. How's that been going? Yeah, I would say that as we got... <laughs> You know, the news came, right? So COVID, the virus, it was becoming more real. Um, it, it, as it really hit, I think Josh Tackett came up to me and said, hey, or maybe even Adam said, hey, we need to get, maybe it was you, Adam, but we need to get our stuff on a drive, don't we? Like, let's get everything on uh, four terabyte drives for every post person in here and start backing up and transferring all of our immediate projects. And so that was, it was a weird day to me. It was kind of in the beginning of the day, I think my reaction was, yeah, we'll get that Monday. I think it was on a Friday. And then by noon that Friday, I was like, yeah, let's just go <laughs> ahead and get those drives. And then I think by the end of that day, or at least that, that weekend, we transitioned off. Um, so, you know, Tackett, what were, to make, or maybe Adam, we want to speak to this, but what were some steps that you took to ensure a smooth transition to working offsite, I'm thinking file management and maybe uh, just the computers, hard drives, just hardware. So what we normally work off is like Brandon mentioned is a large server. So everyone in the building is all connected to the same server. So, which is amazing because, you know, I can be working on a project and then hit save and close out. And then Adam could open the same project and do color correction and that kind of stuff. So that's why we had the server in the first place. Way back in the day, we used to have individual hard drives at each person's desk and swapping them all around. Yeah, it's a mess. So the server is amazing. Well, obviously, you know, we're offsite, so we can't all access the server without, you know, some technology that we haven't really instated yet. So what we did is just got every large drive that we have in the building. We've got some different Pegasus RAID drives and some all the way down to just like regular USB 3.0 drives. And everybody took their most important projects and loaded them onto the drive. So we still have everything on the server, but also copies on the drives and um, took it all home. And um, also our machines, we took our iMacs home and, you know, keyboards and extra monitors, whatever. 
you need to work. We have this, uh, we have, we left one office station intact. I think it's important to note that has, uh, you know, connection to the server. And that's the one that people are coming in with their drives. And if you realize, which has happened to me at least once a day, yeah, where I just need to come in for five minutes and like, oh, I need to grab this footage or something. So um, that's kind of the logistic of how um, it's work. I've probably come in. I, I would imagine some people haven't come in at all, but it just depends on what project is going on where we have um, our drives. We just run into the server, you know, unload everything and then just head back home to the workstation. And that's kind of how we've been doing things the last couple of weeks. Do you think that you've been more effective at home than in the office, like getting certain things done? Like I know we've been able to just kind of plug away on certain larger projects that we've just kind of been working on for a while, but now it's like, oh man, we can just put our heads down and just solely focus on that. It's like a two, it's a double-edged sword. Cause like for, for example, um, I was doing a project this week and I had to come in, bring a hard drive, get the project copied on the hard drive and then take that home and bring it onto my hard drive before I could even start it. But once I started it, it was like, I'm the only person in my office at home. And so it's like, uh, just uninterrupted flow and I was able to just blast through two different videos in a, in a day and so like it's the double-edged sword it's like it takes longer to get a project started if you don't have the files but once you have it I think it's really fast and I have like a music production studio at my house so I already had extra monitors and a desk and a rolly chair and everything so for me it was like super easy I just took my computer home and I'm like I've got my space station, like workstation. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty one, awesome. One thing to say too is, if we're thinking about projects that come in, we're looking at the best we can to see who has those files with them at their house. Who you know, who's working on uh, whatever project, and say, okay, well, you know, Adam has those files, so he should be the one to help with that project um, to try to eliminate a little bit of the back and forth to come into the office. But it's very critical that every project that we uh, film still at this point that we're, as we bring it in, goes to the server and gets backed up. Yeah. Speak on that a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, when we talked about obviously any new stuff that we would film, I was like, we got to get it onto the server first because the most important piece of every project is the footage. Cause it's the hardest thing to, you never want to have to go reshoot something. So <laughs> we ingest everything on the server and then we take that and put it onto our hard drive. So we have it in two places. So and the if server, someone's hard drive dies, we're okay. The server know? gets backed up too. Yeah. Uh, all, like every night or what, whatever. Yeah, 6 p.m. Yeah. every day. So there's always a backup of our main server and then we have backup hard drives. Backups of the backups of the backups. So if it makes it onto the server, it has to make it on the server first and foremost because that starts the chain of, you know there's no chaos anymore. And right. then those backup drives are what a lot of us are taking home and using. Yeah. Because, you know, after the, I think you guys have some sort of, you know, math to it, but when the server gets to a certain extent or a certain amount of projects or, you know, data taken, we'll offload it onto these backup, like a backup drive and then a backup backup drive. I mean, it's, it's like impossible to lose footage now, the way that we've set it up. That's awesome. Okay, high level. What uh, would you say now that you're working at home, you know, to the editing staff, what, if you could speak for everybody, but what are the biggest obstacles to overcome? And on the B part, what are the biggest advantages? Um, obstacles, I would say 
are and they get better every single day. So I don't know if, if you ask me in like a week or two, this may not be on a list of obstacles, but just the logistics of file management is a big hurdle initially. And the, just the logistics of getting set up at home is probably the biggest obstacle because it's like you have your computer, you have your drives, you have all of the the little cords and cables that are your system. And you have to try and replicate your office that you've had set in stone for years in, in a new environment. That's always like an immediate hurdle. And if something's, I'm the kind of person, the way, I guess the way my brain works, is if something's out of place, it like affects creativity and it affects like my workflow, it kind of stunts that. So that's like the biggest obstacle, I think initially, but as each day goes on, it just kind of like fine tunes itself into a place where you just don't, you, you feel at home in your new workspace. Um, in your home. You feel at home. Ironic, feel at home in your home. <laughs> but um, so You feel at work in your home. Yeah. Right? So that's obstacles. What was the second part was... Um, What's the advantages? Advantages. Like, is there creativity advantages? Is there, uh, oh, you know, time, I, yeah. time advantages? I think from creativity, like working in a new spot, in a new place can you know, give you new ideas or can like something with your brain where it just, uh, I think even if you're right, let's say you're a writer and you just have this room, your office where you write, like sometimes people will go to Starbucks, write something or go to a park and write something. It's like the change of scenery does, um, change inspiration or change your creative flow because it's getting you out of that routine, I guess. And breaking routine is kind of the key to, um, new creativity or new ideas, I think. Um, you can't have the same old... Um, if, you, if you work in the same spot, um, your chances are you're going to have the same ideas or the same kind of pattern of thought that goes into a project. And so you're going to yield this like a similar project every time. So I think for us, now that we're all kind of reacting to the chaos of the world and, and we're trying to react to it in, and I think we are reacting to it in like a, a, as structured a way as possible. We already have like our creative brains turned on just to accomplish the day-to-day tasks that were kind of no brainers uh, a month ago. And so because our brains are turned or shifted to that, you know, form of thinking, I think it, it's going to show itself in the projects that we create during this stretch of time, however long it ends up being. So I think in the long run, we could look back at this stage and say like, oh, we came up with some pretty creative stuff because yeah. we had to, because yeah. we didn't have a yeah. choice. So I think that's could be a long-term advantage of this whole thing. Yeah, that's great. I would say, so the advantages are just like, it sounds weird, but I think I, I can create in isolation. I have a, like, I, I feel creative in isolation. And when I write music, I'm alone and when I'm editing, I like to have headphones on and no one talking to me. So I think there's an aspect of that that is actually very uh, encouraging to you know to the creative process. And so I love that aspect. On the other half of it, like on the other side of it, the collaborative process is harder. We can still do it. Um, we use an app called Slack, which is a like a messaging app, you can message back and forth, but you can also do video chat and sc- share your screen, which is amazing. And it's, it's, I would say it's like, I don't know, 70, 50 to 70% of the, of what it's like to be in real, you know, in the same room. And that extra 30% I do miss when it comes to like the collaboration side. Um, so, you know, if we're working on a project that's highly collaborative and we need to really bounce things back and forth, 
it's a little bit slower, especially if the files are large, like having to send, instead of dropping a 30 gig file onto the server and in, instantly grabbing it, we have to send it over, we transfer or something, you know? So that's a little bit slow, but then also just like sitting in the same room and just having a conversation with someone about a project and coming up with ideas and being in the same room, I do miss that a little bit too. So I would say it's kind of both. Um, for a project that you can do from start to finish on your own, I think it's better. Yeah. And then for projects that it involves like the whole team, I think it's a little bit worse. So yeah. kind of both. One thing, Adam, you said, I think we might just kind of explore a little bit is you mentioned that when you have a change of environment, that it causes creativity or can force force creativity. Well, I think that with the environment where we're right in right now, as we record this podcast, we're in this kind of COVID um, atmosphere, which has disrupted our environment, which is forcing us to be creative. Uh, we had a conversation uh, just today, this morning with the post team about how can we use uh, footage we have or the skills that we have in the post team as editors or visual effects artists or animators or illustrators <clears throat> to be creative. And I think that's something to think about that there may be elements as we go forward, say we all come back in the office, which we will at some point, but can we use lessons that we've learned from this time and find those elements that are super specific to being advantageous. Like for example, if you know it's a project where you're carrying it from front to back, should you go home and work remote on it for two or three days straight? Yeah. Um, you know, or if it's a collaboration, should we get everybody in the same room, for example, for two weeks straight? Maybe we're working on a large, long-term entertainment pro you know, project. Um, or maybe we're in a, you know, there's an element of, we work with a lot of retail and transactional companies that need things very quickly. Maybe there's an element of working, uh, somebody doing more shift work where they're available from 6 to 9 p.m. when we need to react versus waiting the next day or you know, rendering files overnight and that can be done on a home machine. And so we gain almost like a full day on various levels. So I think that it'd be, <clears throat> my thought, it's kind of gone in circles here, but to how can we take advantage of being forced to be in a different situation, which forces us to be creative? Yeah, I mean, I I think it was like about a week ago or something on a Saturday at like seven or 8 a.m., I think we got an email from a client and it was a project that I had, was working on the week before and sent out finals. And then, you know, they were like, hey, we need to, we, we need to change this. We need to fix this, how, how we're wording this, you know, because I think it was just more and more, you know, COVID stuff was coming out, so they needed to change something. And I like was some for some reason awake because probably I didn't know what day it was because it's so hard to tell now. But I woke up, saw the email, like hopped out of bed, went over to my computer, you know, like 30 feet away, made the change, sent it to him, and then went back to bed. And it's one of those where it's like, yeah, I think it was a Saturday. Yeah, it was a Saturday because I was, it was like, oh yeah, like I can do that, like no problem. And then, but when you do that and then the client responds and they're like, this is awesome. Thank you for being so quick and responsive. It makes you think, okay, well, how, how can we do this when this is done? Yep. And, yeah. I, and I, I, there are ideas. I mean, I, we kind of always joked about having like a retrospect 24 seven, but like maybe if you find, <laughs> you know, a lot of editors who have been freelance before, like are night owls, like they actually like working you know, later in the day, starting at like three o'clock and going to like midnight. It's like, well, maybe that's something that we need to do, you know, because we'll get hit at like 530 on a Friday night. And you're like, 
I, I want to go have a date night with my wife, but this they're asking for this last minute change. It's like, well, man, if you had, you know, the night shift come in and, <laughs> and do this for you, it's like uh, then you're really like, okay, you're giving the 110% potentially for these clients. Right. So yeah, so if you're listening to this and you live in Australia, we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> and you'd like to uh, work for Retrospect on the post team, let us yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Australia. We take international applications. Right. <laughs> no, I, th I think it's a good point though, because it's like, before this all happened, we would never have really considered a work remote thing as a serious option, but we got forced into it, obviously. And we're like, wow, this actually works really well for certain things, you know? And it's like almost, you get forced into something and it opens your mind about something that you never would have considered before. It's and I, cool. I would say, how many weeks are we into this? Two, two -ish? Yeah, three yeah. weeks, two. And to your point earlier, like the negative on collaboration, uh, just coming in for this podcast with our distance today, <laughs> there's, I don't think it, I mean, it could be 10%, it could be 20%, but that, that level of human inter interaction and, and collaboration as a in-house production company is, the, I don't know, it's invaluable yeah. really. So I think it's, uh, we're, we're learning and we're seeing these things. And I do think we can probably take advantage of, of elements and also just looking forward to all coming back together to just take on the world. Yeah, yep. it's definitely energizing, like being around people, even if it's in six foot radiuses, there's just something about, you know, coming up with ideas and sitting around and just kind of, even just having a conversation about, you know, what's going on in the world. Like, it's just nice to be around people and, but I think we're making it work. Yeah, you know, I'd love to hear from people if you're working remote, um, and have done this in the past, like other teams. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the biggest thing I can say, uh, not being the uh, IT director, I managed to get out of that one somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's Tackett's <laughs> thing. But, you know, the biggest thing is sharing files across the web. Um, you know, we still are relying on hard drives. So, for the most part. So, I, you know, it's, I think it'd be really interesting to hear um, and just learn from others as we go through this to... Hey, how did you do it? How how to work? You know, yeah. How's it? How how do you receive your files from somebody from you know who's living in New York, uh, receiving from LA? You know. Yeah. Yeah, like and that. I think even the longer we do, like however long this goes on, we'll probably come up with even better mm -hmm. workflows of like how to get things to each other and right all that stuff. So. We should do a plan on a part B here in about a week. Yeah. Yeah. Two That'd be awesome. Yeah. So if you guys have any ideas, you know, maybe you're freelance and this is like your day to day. So nothing's really changed for you. We'd love to maybe hear some of your ideas or like, Hey, we use this FTP server. or We use this to transfer. Like we're all ears, you know, we're love to, to hear some ideas. Uh, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, go ahead and like and subscribe for more content. We're going to do our best to just try and put out, you know, one to two podcasts a week, especially right now um, when everybody's just online and, and listening. So uh, we appreciate your time and uh, see you next time. Bye.